Nicholas Alexander Johnson, what's the biggest thing that happened to you this week? The biggest thing that happened to me this week? Um, hmm. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. My grandma died. Anyway, go on. Can I talk about the biggest thing that happened in my life? Yes, rest in peace, Grandma. Go ahead. Chris, what's the biggest thing that happened to you in your life this week? Oh, rest in peace, Grandma. I feel like it. I went to Dave and Buster's. Whoa, that's way better than a grandma diet. Yeah. You want to go to Dave and Buster's? Chris, I would love to go to Dave and Buster's. You and I should go to Dave and Buster's soon. I would love for you to take me to Dave and Buster's. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like people are going to Dave and Buster's all the time. And Chris, do you know a person who would like a Dave and Buster's more than me? <laughs> who else do you know that's going to Dave and Buster's? Everybody. I mean, name a person in my life. They've been to Dave and Buster's in the past two years maybe Fair without enough. this guy you know the last yeah. time i went to dave and buster's was yeah i was like 13. i was surprised by three things at dave and buster's one that i had fun two that for dinner i got a big plate of rest roasted vegetables and not just like garbage ones where they're like hey here's key you know corn and carrots uh but it was like roasted asparagus roasted cauliflower pesto which i know is not technically vegan but uh, uh avocado rice it was all kinds of stuff um, and it was only like 13 bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing is that for 75,000 credit tickets or whatever the fuck, you can get an air fryer. That's not bad. Yeah. You have fun and you can fry foods with air. Yeah, I left with a sleep mask that uh, my head is so big that it, it was strangling my thoughts. And uh, then I also got some bath salts. And I got high as a motherfucker later in the bath. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was it. That's David Buster's. It was a, a shitload of fun. Yeah, I was ex- describing it to my dad, and he seemed a little on board because I was just like, it's adult Chuck E. Cheese. You can drink, and you can get an actual meal, not a cheese pizza. You know what I mean? Like, you can get steak and vegetables and beer, and then you can go play, like, a Pong that isn't virtual. It's like an actual paddle that you move around with a little wheel competitively with four other people. That's awesome. I don't think they have it anymore, but I remember being there as a kid, and they had, like, a giant hungry, hungry hippo. You sit on the back. No, of? that's yeah. that's very cool. I played it. Nice. They had like a. I won once. A shooting range. Yeah. But it was like an old timey saloon. Okay. And there was just like a bunch of like mannequins and animatronics that would like move around and be like, "You yellow belly, get out of here!" And they all had like little targets on them with like lights on it. Yeah. And you just had a, a gun with like a sensor. I'm sure it worked like Duck Hunt, probably. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, you would just shoot them, and like a drunk guy would pop his head out of a barrel, and you'd shoot him and just yeah. stuff like that. And it was a blast. I don't think they have it there anymore, but. That's always what I think about when I think of Dave and Buster's. Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Kremlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. Anyways, it's another week, which means two more movies. What two movies did we watch this week, Nick? We have been, apart from wanting to go to Dave and Buster's, you and I won't shut up about how much we want to go to the zoo. So we did an animal theme episode, Chris. We did the Elephant Man and the Whale. I love the zoo. How long it's been since I've been to the zoo? It's been longer than I've been to Dave and Buster's since I've been to the zoo. Yeah, I've been to the zoo in so long, and I love the zoo. I can't come to terms. I can't settle the argument in my head of if they're animal prisons or sanctuaries. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't have enough information about zoos. It's one of those things like um, museums. Yeah. 
Uh, sure, I'm a bad man, whatever. I understand why there are complaints, but I also understand the value in, like today, I went to the, just in Detroit. I didn't have to go to Egypt to see a fucking mummy. Are you saw a mummy today? Yeah, with oh, the DIA. Very, oh, yeah. very cool. But I mean, same thing with like the zoo. Like part of it is also that like it statistically has been proven that like it increases like exposure to like the variety of yeah. wildlife out there. Like increases like interest in that kind of a thing, and you know gets a lot of people, young kids. Kind of like the Scully effect. Like how uh, there's a marked rise in women getting into like forensic sciences and stuff like that because okay. of the character Scully okay, on the X Same thing. Like that's. It's kind of something that the zoo provides is like you don't have to go to Africa to see a fucking yeah. So yeah, it does kind of suck, and there are some gray areas. But me personally, like it is one of those things where like I'm still gonna go to the zoo and the okay. museum. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, I'm saying this with sixty percent confidence. So I'm gonna go full force and say this is a fact. I think aquariums are fish prisons. And if you're talking like dolphins and stuff, dolphins and stuff, and I think yeah. just fish in general. Yeah. But then I think. They Zeus. kidnap Shamu and put him in a chlorine tank. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, I think I think zoos. Yeah, they're gray areas. It might depend on what zoo you go to. If you go to a Tiger King yeah. zoo, that's fucked. But if you go to a, I don't know. If you go to a Detroit zoo, I don't know what that's like. I don't. Some anyway. are also like some. There's some kind of like affiliation or something that like regulates or grades them or something like that. Like uh, my 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 sister's partner is. is going into that uh, field zoology and yeah he, he he's always talking about how he specifically wants to work at an accredited zoo so there is some kind of governing body there um, where's the word so. zoo come from what's that homology of zoo good question which movie you want to talk about first I'd like to talk about let's go with the elephant man you want to go with the elephant man okay oh, do you want to start with the whale I don't care you don't care you seem shocked when I answer that question it's a shocking movie Okay, it is. All right, we're going to start with the Elephant Man. Ugh, man and shocking, not because of the appearance of the Elephant Man, but because how he is treated. They are the monsters, Nick. And he is a human. He's a he's human the being. man-man. He says it at one point. He's like, I'm a human being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Elephant Man. The Elephant Man. Big head, bigger brain. 7.5 out of 10. Chris, Pretty what's your, accurate. Yeah. What's your history with... Uh, no history. We saw it last week. Same. Same, same, I same. I just know it's a David Lynch joint. That is it. End of S- list. David Lynch's second joint. Yeah. Uh, this film was... I and if you thought that first joint got you high... This bad boy does not. <laughs> this is... It's, it's a normal movie. Yeah, it's the thing I was most taken aback by. This feels like David Lynch's... Like it would be his first movie. Yeah. Because there's some abstracty David Lynch stuff at the beginning, uh, toward the end, and then the very end. Um, it feels like yeah they would definitely like it it seems like his career path was the elephant man everybody loved it they gave him a lot of money then he made a racer head and everyone's like oh, okay I guess this is just what this guy does but no it's a much much smarter thing he spent what like five six years making a racer head that got him a lot of attention and then he went oh but by the way I can just make a normal movie yeah. just so everybody knows like I read um, Edgar Wright is getting a lot of shit today on Twitter because there's a new McDonald's commercial directed by him. People are giving him shit for directing a commercial, and yeah. someone uh, replied to it. And they're like, back in whenever I worked as a, you know, a PA or a graph, whatever, they worked on a shampoo commercial directed by David Lynch. And it wasn't like, have you ever seen the PlayStation 2 commercials directed by David Lynch? Mm-hmm. They're insane. They're PlayStation 2 commercials directed by David Lynch. But this guy was like, I worked on the shampoo commercial. 
that was just a shampoo commercial. Yeah. And David Lynch directed it like it was a shampoo commercial and you wouldn't have never been able to yeah. tell. It's just a director doing their job and yeah. making money. So yeah. gives them some space. It's tangential too, but it reminds me of like uh people giving like Modest Mouse and Isaac Brock like shit for like uh, one of their songs being featured in like a car commercial or something like that. And Isaac's response was something to the effect of like, I have $4,000 in the bank. You try to make it as an artist and then you can tell me whether or not I'm selling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember I heard someone when I was in uh, college talking about, you know, filmmaking and stuff like that with another person I knew who was going to a different school for film. And they were like, oh, never, never going to work on a porno. That's my one rule. I'll never in my life work on a porno. And I thought, and I said to him, I was like, what are you fucking talking about? Are you kidding me? You wouldn't be a boom operator for a boom operator's pay because a porno is happening in front of you? Just just do the thing. You're not better than anybody that works on a porno. Yeah. It's just... I, but do you think that would fuck you up? Like, if you saw that much sex, do you think, like, you'd eventually just be like, bah. No, you know sex, what would probably it. fuck me up? Huh. Is being specifically the boom operator and I have the headphones on. Oh, yeah. Just hearing everything. Everything. But besides You're that, hearing shit that we don't hear. Yeah. The editor gets to what you heard before do, we have to. I'll do craft service on a, on a porno. Um, but yeah, this movie, fun fact, produced by Bill Brooks. My hero. Chris Did you hear about the History of the World Part 2? Yes, I'm out? very excited about it. I'm that. very excited for it, too. Honestly, i got to let it, the little bird out of the cage. I've never seen the first one. Neither have I. It's a, it's a Mel Brooks movie I've never seen. I love Mel Brooks, though. He's, he's a personal hero. He's yeah. one of those people up there with Ron Serling and, like, David Lynch and, uh, and uh, you know. The Michelin Man. The Michelin Man. I don't know. There's other people. Tina Fey's always been a, you know, history of mine. There's some, there's some, there's some, there's some complicated ones because Tina Fey has gotten flack for being a bit racist oh with her comedy and stuff you know? well, yeah that makes kind sense. of like a, a bias and stuff and then there's another one like growing up Dave Chappelle was always kind of a hero but that's kind of you know souring as of the last couple yeah, it's of years a cool move. So, yeah yeah um but uh yeah. do you think sorry I just started thinking about heroes and get pretty bummed out you shouldn't have heroes maybe oh yeah no absolutely not except Mel Brooks Mel Brooks is a good person um do you Real talk, tough question here. What are the chances that History of the World Part Two is good? Um, based on that trailer, I'm gonna say it seems like it's gonna be all right. It seems like it's a little close to something like Drunk History. Um, I feel like had it come out, you know, ten during the nineties or something, or the early aughts, it might have been bad. But mm -hmm. I feel like in the last couple of years, there have been great examples of like something like the Muppets movie. Okay. You know, with Jason Segel, where like it was handled well. So I'm saying that there's a chance that it's handled well. Plus, I laughed quite a few times. Uh, in the, oh, the trailer? trailer? Like, yeah. Yeah, I saw the trailer and I was looking at Mel Brooks and I was like, man, that guy's old. He's very old. He's like 96. Yeah. If not older. I don't remember. I don't know what the last thing he made was. Um, so he transitioned to doing a lot of um, um, stage stuff. Oh, okay. I, I think he's an EGOT. Like oh, a fun. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, yeah. I think. He might be missing like an Emmy or something. I don't know, but he he does have like a Tony, yada yada yada. I think he I could be wrong, but I think he won an Academy Award for the producers, which is very odd because it, it's something like Annie Hall and the producers are like two of the few like comedies who that have won Academy Awards because okay. you know usually it's like drama yeah. and yada yada yada. But anyways, um yeah, he transitioned. Basically, his last movie I believe to date was like uh, um Dracula Dead and Loving It, which came out after Robin Hood Men in Tights, I believe. One of those two. 
uh, the last mm-hmm. one. And then, um, yeah, transitioned to plays, doing, like, just adaptations of his movies and stuff. And uh, they did a Matthew Broderick remake of the the producers in, the in like, 2005. Okay. Yeah, I'm never going to watch that. There's no way that's good. The thing, yeah, the thing that just got me about the trailer was seeing him and being like, oh, old, but still kicking, that's cool. And then the yeah. trailer's playing, and I'm seeing everybody in it. I'm like, okay, stack might, cast might be a little too stacked. That can hurt. Well, it's a four-day event, though. And then I saw it's a four-day event on Hulu, and I was like, ooh. That doesn't sound good ooh, to you. It does not sound good to Okay, me, no. okay. But I'm holding that hope. I don't want it to be bad. But yeah. anyway, Mel Brooks produced yeah. Elephant Man. Um, the, he did. The famous woman, the actress who comes to see the Elephant Man a few times in this film. Okay. Mel Brooks' wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read a quote that I really enjoyed uh, about Mel Brooks uh, on this movie. Uh, this is just just part of the, one of the trivia things in IMDb, so who knows how accurate this is. Uh, but it says when Paramount Pictures studio executives were shown a cut of this movie, they wanted the opening and closing surreal sequences to be cut. Executive producer Mel Brooks, according to another producer, said to them, we are involved in a business venture. We screen the film to you to bring you up to date as the status of the venture. Yeah. Do not misconstrue, the, misconstrue this as our soliciting an input of Raging Primitives. Yeah, there's two things. One, um, I could believe that story because um, that was a huge thing with Young Frankenstein is that they wanted it in black and white. And yeah, the story mm-hmm. goes... Same that, with like, this. Yeah, the story goes that basically like Mel Brooks would bring it, he'd pitch it, and they'd be like, it's 1970-something. We're not doing a black and white film. And Mel Brooks would go, thank you for your time, and just go to the next. Mm-hmm. You, you had no interest in compromising on that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then the other thing is that, yeah, there's the story that you've heard it for sure that, you know, when he saw a race rider or whatever, he came out and grabbed David Lynch by the shoulders and kissed him and said, you're a madman. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, John Merrick, the elephant man. Real name, Joseph Merrick. Really? Don't know why they changed it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there's the surreal bit in the morning, mo- uh, beginning. Honestly, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I forgot about it until you, you brought it up. But uh, by and large, this movie to me uh, feels like a... Um, a golden age horror movie from the 30s or 40s. It does. It it's feels, got that pace and that filmmaking yeah, style. It feels much older than it is. What is yeah. it, like 80? 1980 this came Something out? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And it, uh, the setting is very similar. It's gothic, yeah. late 1800s, London. Um, you have like this conflicted kind of like, a, you know, for lack of a better term, like, you know, deformed or, 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 or you know, whatever, you know, main character, something like a Frankenstein or like a Wolfman, he has some kind of like problem that, you know, that society is basically saying like you're different kind of a thing. Um, and, you know, just, you know, uh, just say, you know, people, the way they treat them, they're the, they're the real monsters kind of a thing. And this, this main character is misunderstood, you know, just reminds me of a golden age or yeah, so absolutely. You, so, yeah. yeah. There's only one of like, four things I think I've actually seen Anthony Hopkins in. Yeah, that's something else I totally forgot about, was yeah. that this is probably, like, the only thing I've seen him in besides narrating the, How the Grinch Stole Christmas by Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I think I've seen him in those things. No, I haven't seen... No, I don't mean The Grinch. Um, yeah, definitely Silence of the Lambs. I think I've seen him in... Oh, he's Odin in the Thor movies. That's fun. And he's in Westworld, but I feel like everything I see him in, he is playing... Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Which is no problem. I love Anthony Hopkins in a movie, and that's great. Yeah. And this is, I don't know, maybe it's because it's earlier in his career, but yeah, this is one of the first things I saw. Uh, the first thing I've seen him in where I'm like, oh, this dude's out here acting. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, he does a good job. He does a good job. Uh, but basically, just to the story, 
is uh, J- Joseph Merrick, but you know John Merrick in the film is uh, has been, for lack of a better term, like acquired by like a sleazy freak show operator. And something uh, I will mention also is that I, I was curious um, how much an influence the movie Freaks uh, is on this. Are you familiar with Freaks? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, nineteen like thirties, quote unquote horror. Uh, about yeah a bunch of freak show people and you know the only part that's really horror is the ending they get revenge on everybody who's been mistreating them kind of a thing but that's basically what the 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 the, the bulk of the film is from my understanding is just them you know doing whatever it is that quote-unquote makes them freaks and you know the way that yeah. they're treated and stuff and then the you know the end is them getting their vengeance um and it's considered like uh, for, as far as i'm concerned you know to some degree important and influential and kind of a touchstone uh it was banned and it came out for being a little too grotesque. But anyways, uh, so yeah, so this this the shady freak show peddler, marker, operator, circus ringleader type guy um, mistreats the hell out of Joseph. Uh, well, John Merrick. You told me that Joseph thing now, and I'm never going to get it out of my head. You do either one of those. But anyways, uh, mistreats him. He beats him. He doesn't really feed him much. Uh, he spends all his money on booze. And uh, Anthony Hopkins, a doctor, kind of wanders in this little freak show. He's very intrigued by the the elephant man, sees the elephant man. You know, for some reason feels compelled to help this this man. Uh, they they do muddy the waters a little bit, not like horribly, but like with the, the complexity of like people being like, yeah, he seems like you're just doing this to maybe get a little famous as a doctor. Yeah, definitely. Have seen anything it like this? Feels that way at first, which also yeah. funniest part of the movie to me. Not like what's happening is funny, but just the idea of a medical discovery that you gather a room full of people for is just going look at this fucking guy that i found yeah. right all right see you guys yeah um yeah too bad that they can't do anything for him i, I think even today that you wouldn't be able to do much for yeah i think for today they're not or... even like a hundred percent sure what was going on with him yeah do you know his skeleton is on display where at um i think it's how do i read it was at a about it in a couple different places um there's a museum dedicated to him it's like a, a very small one that i think like a plaster recreation of his skeleton is at okay and then there is a i think a hospital Mm -hmm. where his actual skeleton is that you can go and see and it's a big big point of contention with a lot of people because a lot of people are like hey elephant man was a devout christian very much so would not have wanted his skeleton to be on display somewhere he would like to have had just been buried but apparently his the rest of him his like soft tissue and organs and stuff like that are buried in a grave somewhere but his skeleton interesting compromise very odd to debone a man and bury the meaty bits something i was reading about about the real elephant man is that uh anthony hopkins character also a real man um a lot of this actually happened to him but not you know it's a movie so not exactly but yeah after he died from going to bed um that real life anthony hopkins was like all right let's cut this bad boy open and he's the guy that like tried to figure out what was going on with him and stuff like that um and when he finished up he wiped his brow and he went i'm stumped yeah basically yeah. <laughs> um but anyways basically what happens is yes uh um uh cunning mr mr hopkins uh you know it kind of bugs bunnies uh the uh carnival barker into like this man needs medical attention we got to get him to my my place where he'll be safe you know the hospital yeah because he goes to see him and they go, okay, bye-bye, have a good one. And then he leaves, and then that little boy that's with the carnival barker comes to Anthony Hopkins and goes, hey, he 
beat the shit out of him and he needs medical attention and then he comes there and goes well i gotta take him back to the hospital if he had a fall this bad mm-hmm. oh yeah it might be my favorite scene of the movie is i'm definitely skipping ahead quite a bit but when uh he comes to take him back anthony hopkins just shuts him down and goes no this is a man you do not own him yeah and obviously you beat the shit out of him so get out of my hospital and he's like oh listen here and then anthony hopkins boss who have you just seen be a dick up until now goes hey yeah no as a man, you don't own him. Get out of our hospital. It's yeah. great. And I like it. It is good. It's a good scene. Um, but yeah, basically now he lives in this this uh, this 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 hospital ward. Mm-hmm. Tentatively, there's a scene later where they discuss in front of the boards. One of my favorites also, uh, uh, where you know there's some guy who's like, we can't just keep people around. Mm-hmm. And then the queen's like stand-in right-hand lady comes in and goes, the princess of Wales. Yeah, the queen would like to uh, thank you guys for your hospitality. It'd be really fucked up if you guys didn't just keep people around. And then the guy who's Anthony Hopkins' boss comes around and goes, yep, you heard the lady. Let's vote now. Mm -hmm. And everybody raises their hands, and that guy has egg all over his face. But anyways, they got him like a little stack of pillows because he can't lay down to sleep. I want to be rich and important enough one day that I can have the thing that that princess had when she came in that you see in old timey movies sometimes instead of gloves she just has that big fur mm. tube that she keeps both hands in because mm. it's like well you know you can't grab anything while you're keeping your hands warm but also i'm a princess so i don't really <laughs> need to be picking things up i yeah. have people to do that for me yeah um that's a big thing like so like leon the professional throughout that whole movie he talks about how he's like you know like i don't want to sleep in a chair Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, you know, I, I want to be like a plant. I want to have roots, you know. I don't want to be moving all the time. And uh, similarly, the elephant man, his big wish is, I want to sleep like a normal person. I just want to lay down, you mm-hmm. know. That'd be a bitch if you had to sit down to, to sleep yeah. every day. It really would be a bitch. Um, but anyways, Anthony Hopkins is trying to communicate with this this gentleman. He has a feeling like this guy's got to be able to understand me to some degree. Um, eventually they do have a little bit of, you know, mm-hmm. kind of back and forth. He's able to say things, yada, yada, yada. Um, Anthony Hopkins' goal is to basically, you know, prove that he's not um, incapable of, like, communication and understanding and stuff so that, uh, you know, it would be permissible for, for, for him to, to let this man live here and get medical treatment. So, he, But since, since it's, like, Victorian times, I yeah. think, yeah, it... I feel so bad because it makes me laugh every time, but I know it's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be very serious, but, like, just the language they use is, you know, basically slang for us that we've co-opted. Um, so, basically, uh, Mr. Hopkins it teaches him, like, hi, my name is John Merrick. I'm very pleased to meet you. Just a couple little phrases, or at least I use air quotes when I say teaches. Um, he presents to his boss, hey, a talking man. And, uh, you know, based on the way that he's interacting with the boss, the boss is kind of like, you taught this man how to say a couple of things. Mm -hmm. And he leaves. But then when they leave, Homeboy starts reciting the Bible word for word. And Anthony Hopkins is like, oh, boss man, I didn't teach him that. Yeah, I do. I like that movie. He's like, oh. You, you you phonetically taught him this stuff. This man yeah. doesn't know how to talk. He's like, uh, no, uh, I didn't do that. And then they're leaving, and he's in there. And he goes, oh, shit, boss, yeah, you're right. You got me. I taught him all that stuff. But listen, I didn't yeah. teach him any of this. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yes. And then from there, it's it's a, it's a lot of him uh, kind of blooming as, as, as the big brain that he is, you know? Yeah. He's making little things, little 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 cathedral models. He's and wearing suits. Yeah, doing, like, little drawings. and uh, He visits... The theater? 
Anthony Hopkins war uh, home meets he his does. wife meets the wife wants to see pictures of the kids and stuff that actress comes and visits him mm-hmm. they have a wonderful time uh, there's a point where he cries because he's like I've never been treated so nicely by a woman and stuff it's, mm-hmm. it's nice mm-hmm. and this all is a very good feel good part of the yeah. movie I love that every time he shows someone a picture of his mom everyone mm-hmm. goes oh my god yeah, hot mom. <laughs> I never already guessed an elephant man would have had a hot mom. Yeah. I did have a hot mom. But the, the thing we're forgetting about is that there's that weird little coal shoveler guy who's like, hey. Oh, the night watchman? Two pence to fucking see some shit you never seen. Yeah. Line up, everybody. Hey, yeah. Line up to see some shit you'll never see again in your life. And that felt very strange because it happens before he gets moved into his new room. Yeah. And things seem to be, like, back when he's, like, not talking or anything like that. Yeah. And, like, is this just like a thing that's continually going on and he's just not telling anybody or does it happen yeah. only twice? I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, there's the big point, the big point that almost feels very like Lynchian in the way that like Lynch has like that, you know, kind of like interest in like showing you like, oh, bad people doing bad stuff kind of a thing. And like with them just pouring alcohol down his throat and like yeah. kissing on top of him and stuff. And that's awful, awful to watch. Um, but anyways. One oh, of the- maybe my favorite scene in this movie we were way past it yeah but it's like the most David Lynch thing in this movie I think besides the beginning thing with the elephants is when the elephant man elephant man comes into the hospital for the first time like he gets driven there by a taxi yeah there are two women covered in blood trying to kill each other in the front of this hospital while that's happening and yeah, everyone's like trying to like that. hold them back and I was like okay yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. I almost forgot this is a David Lynch movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, then there's the very sad moment where the uh, Carnival Barker man, uh, I think after that, after the debauchery that happens, I think he sneaks, sneaks in there in, and yeah. steals a man again. Oh, but. And takes him to, like, somewhere else? Yes. France? Yeah, I think it's France. But right before that happens, we get a montage of, like, he's getting written up in the paper about in the paper and stuff like that and how smart he is but hard to look at. And everybody at the hospital and even. Uh, John himself are like, yeah, I I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be out, though. People shouldn't look at me, you know? Yeah. But still, aristocrats and smart people are coming by to see him. Yeah. And a nurse tells him this, and then he starts thinking about it more and more. But Anthony Hopkins is like, damn, am I a carnival barker now? Is yeah. that what I'm doing? Am I just doing that, but to a richer class yeah, of people? Yeah, I think people? Some, people even say that to him. Yeah, the, I really. the, the how, you, nurse how is what you're doing? And he better what he's doing. Yeah, the head nurse. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and he's like, he's like, how dare you? You need to show compassion for this man. And she goes, hey, I'm out here giving him baths all the time, looking at his face. I'm more compassionate than you are. Yeah. I'm taking care of him. You're the one who's carting him out in front of people. It's yeah. Like, Ooh, get him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, how do you feel about a room full of people at the opera clapping and standing for him? That was a little strange. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, it almost comes off like, not that this is necessarily a bad thing, I'm making a neutral statement, just an observation. It almost gives the vibes of, like, not that they guess another is a bad thing, just being like, oh, my God, I couldn't imagine. Wow, what a yeah. brave guy to be living that kind of a life. Mm-hmm. Thank God mm-hmm. that I don't have to do nothing like that. Oof, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's tough, yeah. Yeah. So... You know, digest that however you want to digest it. Um, but basically, yeah, he comes home. Things are okay for a little while, but one night... He gets 
put in that cage with those monkeys that part was scary that yeah. part literally like it gave me a fright just watching those monkeys i was like real life actor john hurt could be hurt here yeah. with those monkeys and then yeah he they free him they free him put him on a train and they're like yeah this sucks that this is happening you put him on a train he makes his way back some Gets kids like a stone. why is your head so big eh? yeah. why tell <laughs> me why your head's so big and they start throwing rocks at him he gets cornered in a stall and this is the part where I'm he's a like human being. i am a man yeah. and then he passes out and then they bring him back to the doctor yeah and then he decides you know what i want a good night's sleep and sadly he dies they go to the opera everybody gives him the standing ovation he comes home and goes well i'm gonna try to sleep yeah and that's how he died in real life as well yeah lay down and his head disconnected from his spine oh, oh my yeah. god awful uh, but overall i like this movie i thought it was a good little bit yeah um, i really enjoyed it it's a little slow paced it's kind of sleepy i wouldn't mind watching it again um if someone was like hey i'm gonna watch the elephant man um, but is it one of my favorite movies? No, not necessarily. Some yeah, no, I think Lynch it's... Lynch movies? No, not necessarily. Yeah, I think it might be my least favorite David Lynch movie, yeah. but still... I'm still going to give it like a B. It's a good David Lynch movie, yeah. I'm going to give it a I'm gonna give it a B as well. Yeah. All right. You ever seen Lost Highway? We talked about this. No, I don't on DVD. I've been meaning to get around to it for a long time. I saw I saw a clip for it. Someone posted a clip of it on Twitter today, and I saw yeah. it. Uh, it was like two minutes, and it shed, said the sharpest shiver up my spine and i was like oh i gotta see lost highway yeah. this is great i also want to see wild at heart very soon i also yeah. want to mention you're, you're reminding me now you know what a fucking day for movie podcasts what a day mark your calendars i mean this is an a24 film and a david lynch movie in one podcast yeah that's a great point there we go so the other movie we watched was called the whale yeah man it's like we're not for anyone who doesn't know what we're for anyone who listens to this and for some reason doesn't know what we look like we are absolutely not two bespectacled white men so we're allowed we're allowed to do this uh this is darren aronofsky i'm not the biggest fan um i've uh, seen her for yeah. a dream uh it was a good watch i think everybody said she like to see it like once but not maybe ever again and um i definitely have seen the wrestler but i was young enough that i watched it because i liked wrestling and it was definitely lost on me whatever was going on mm. um and i've never seen black swan and i know he did a couple others i saw black swan uh i might have been too young to see black swan yeah um but it didn't really leave much of an impression on me and i think that might be it mm-hmm. but you know a movie i do love and i've loved since a young age georgia the jungle so when i hear brandon frazier's in a movie i'm gonna go see it i'm gonna go ape i'm gonna go ape yeah um yeah so i just saw this movie in the theater you did the same so did not I. not together though two separate times two separate times we're busy boys busy yeah. schedules busy schedules mail time it is mail time the whale the whale big body bigger heart six out of ten chris yeah how do you feel about the whale how do i feel about it I feel like the whole time I was like, this has to have been adapted from a play. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, the first thing that happens, I think, is it says, like, oh, based on a play. And I was like, ah, that checks out. Uh, Like a fucking book at the library. And um, I loved Brendan Fraser in it. Absolutely. There were multiple times that, you know, he had lines of dialogue that he said, so impassioned that I, like, cried. You know, like, just the classic trailer moment where he's like, people are amazing. Um, There's some really good stuff in there. Um, but everything else, yeah. Um, I mean, we'll get to specific examples, but like, there's just a blocking and a way of like dialogue that is so of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, it definitely seems like Brendan Fraser is acting in a movie, but uh, 
it's actually a play. <laughs> yeah, I, I like nobody else right. knows that it's a movie. I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah, I. So I feel okay about it. I feel really good about some things, and I think there are some other things that I'm like, meh, you know. Yeah. Meh. Um, I did not like the whale. Yeah. Um, I think this is the first time, maybe one of the first times on this podcast, I'm, I'm straight up saying this because I try not to because I a lot of the times when I see a movie that I don't like, I'm like, ah, either it's just not for me or I just maybe I got to think about it a little bit more or whatever. Yeah. I've been thinking about the whale for a couple of days. I just I just don't like the whale. I just yeah. uh, did not enjoy it. Um. Yeah, very much so. Feels like a play, which I don't have a problem with. No. But I don't think it is shot yeah. like a play, and there are a lot of It's very the worst st- aspects of a play, I feel like. Exactly. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, very strange things that some people do that feel natural and make sense in a play. But, yeah, just the way this movie is shot, um, it just feels a little out of place. And I feel like everybody who's not Brendan Fraser is acting like they would in a play, but they're all in a different play from each other. <laughs> and my last complaint about the movie, well, it's not, but the last like overview complaint is uh, every trailer or piece of promotional material I've seen or like a review from this movie um, really, really hypes up. Um, ooh, what's her name? Sadie, the girl from Stranger Things. Okay. About how it's a performance of a lifetime and she's yeah. incredible in it. She is the girl from Stranger Things. That's all she's doing. And I got no problem with that. I think she's a good actress. But I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, I'm not taken by any. She's like the, yeah. my least favorite character in the movie, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like it started, the whale starts, and it's in 4 by 3 And I lean over to Elton. I went, oh, I didn't know this was a square one. I'm so excited. I did that with <laughs> Elephant Man, too. I went, I didn't know this was a black and white one. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um. And it started, and I really loved that. I thought, oh, okay, this guy, I think the aspect ratio, I'm going to guess, is the way it is because it's supposed to make you feel a little cramped and a little claustrophobic like he is. Like he's this very large man inside of this very small house, so that's how, you know, uh, every shot's going to feel. And it doesn't do that. And I'm talking out of my ass here. just for reference, I'm, uh, every every minute of this podcast, I'm talking out of my ass. But I don't know. I feel like the aspect ratio and the way it's shot makes him and his weight feel like it's supposed to be comedic. Okay. And I don't... Like, that. that's maybe one of the biggest things that I think this movie fails on is him... His weight doesn't seem to carry any weight. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, there's no, you know what I mean? It yeah. It feels like he might as well be dying of lung cancer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, if he was dying of lung cancer and refusing to go to the hospital, I'd understand that that would, I think if you just swap that out for that in this movie, it would be no different, except that you can call him the whale. Yeah. I get you. Um, and I think that was kind of intentional because I saw some people talking about like, oh, something's the effect of like, is this fat phobic or whatever? And that was Darren's like point was that like, it's like, it's not that he's just fat. It's that it could be anything like, you know. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, like, yeah not I, in a defensive way. I'm just no, saying that like, I yeah, like that, that is a byproduct of, I think them intentionally not really trying to like do anything with okay. it being a yeah. fatness. I get it. I I just felt like. No, but I definitely get what you mean. It definitely is. Yeah, uh, I, I felt like, because I've yeah. I heard some people say this. I think people that 
people like in interviews people who worked on this movie being like yeah this is just it's a story we haven't seen in a movie before and i personally was very interested in that I was like yeah i'd like to see the trials and tribulations of somebody who harms themselves in this way and you don't really there's yeah. just that montage where he's like putting pieces of pizza into a sandwich and then putting half a jar of jelly on top of it and then eating it until he throws up and mm-hmm. like him picking up the candy bar and then going, Mm-mm, and then putting it back and then getting upset and going mm-hmm, and then eating the candy bar and i was like and then those are the two those yeah. are the two scenes you, you, you get of that or him yeah yeah I, yeah I and I thought I don't know I felt this movie just it didn't do anything for me mm-hmm. and I don't think it did anything at all <laughs> and again yeah. I'm totally I'm totally I would yeah. love to be proven wrong I don't want to not like something yeah um, I would love to love the whale mm-hmm. but I yeah the whole thing I'm sorry I'm talking so long and just taking all the air out of the room and not letting you say anything but like there's that bit where he's in the hallway and he goes to get the key off the top of the door and it falls and he can't pick it up and he's to wait for Christian boy to come get it for him and I thought oh okay this movie's going to he lives from what it seems lives basically every day in this spot on the couch mm-hmm. and as he's like dying and trying to figure himself out more and his relationships more he's going to explore the house more and more you know as he explores himself more and more and that will like you know unlock like the the house is his video game hub where he yeah. goes into all the other memories for lack of a better way to say it and then like and then like when he gets to the wheelchair and he unlocks the door and he tries to go in that bedroom but the wheelchair won't fit through it and I was like okay maybe she his nurse friend gave him the wheelchair so this is supposed to be like she's not helping him she's actually hindering him and so he can't get into that room because of the wheelchair and then just i don't feel like any of that happens yeah or and maybe that's just me thinking too hard about the movie and then being disappointed when my own thoughts didn't pay off Mm -hmm. um and then yeah he explodes at the end and that's the movie and (laughs) i don't yeah i'm sorry chris just tell me about how you feel about the whale i'm sorry well, no, I already, I already covered how I feel about the whale. Um, but yeah, I think you open with him beating camera off, off teaching. Oh, he's just straight up being off. Oh, no, yeah, camera off teaching. Yeah, then. camera off teaching. Um, then, yes, beaten off. Uh, full crank and hog. Then a young Christian boy shows up. Then his friend shows up. She's very mad at Christian boy. Mm-hmm. And you kind of piecemeal get all this stuff that... Uh, um, you know, like basically, like Christian boy, like uh, says he's from like an organization called New, New Path or something. Yeah, New Life. Um, you find out later that Liz, uh, the whale's friend, was uh, the younger sister of like the lover of of Brendan Fraser, and uh, he starved himself because his his dad is like the guy who runs New Path. And he doesn't like gay people. Mm-hmm. And so Brendan Fraser's boyfriend hated himself so much that he starved himself. Yeah. And then after the death, that's when Brendan Fraser started eating himself to death. And Liz doesn't like the young Christian boy because he's affiliated with and believes all the stuff yeah. that her dad believes that killed her brother. And then you also find all this stuff about how Brendan Fraser had a wife at one point and a daughter but he's been out of the daughter's life because the wife 
didn't want him in her life because how she turned out because the mom was afraid that he'd think she was a bad mom yeah it seems like at first yeah he leaves to be with his boyfriend yeah and it, he had freely admits freely admits that that was an awful thing for him to do yeah. but then immediate not immediately but pretty soon after tried to come back into her life yeah. and she wouldn't let him and then since then yeah she's become yeah. a monster yeah and that's the other thing is that yeah it's kind of like a little miss sunshine situation where like he fell in love with one of his students and it didn't pan out because he died kind of a thing or whatever but you know and then what other characters are in this movie I think that's the main. I think that's everybody, actually. Yeah. There's Pizza Man. Yeah. Which, as someone who has been a, who was a Pizza Man for a very, very, very long time, when he knocks on the door and goes, "Are you okay in there? My name's Dan." I went, Mm-mm. "No, never in a million years yeah. would anybody who ever, ever, ever delivers yeah. pizza ever do this." And I don't believe you leave this location outside of never, right? You, this all never. Yeah. You get the yeah. flashbacks to the beach, and I think that's it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so everybody's coming to him. Um, and also, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, the, the, all the work is being done by the dialogue. Uh, so that's what I'm talking about with the play kind of thing. Like, there's points where, like, Liz will have her back to people or whatever and be like, oh, you're from New Path? That's the organization that killed my brother or something like that. And it's, it feels like you're playing a video game almost. Like, that yeah, could have been a better way that we could have got that information. Yeah, the thing that got me about it being play-esque is, like, people be mad at each other or be in a fight and go, oh, and turn around and, like, take one step to the other side of the table and then look forlorn with their back to the whale and yeah. go, you can't keep doing this. Yeah. And then leave. And it's like, okay. Like everyone has like that yeah. one last line before the scene's yeah. over. Um, also, every time Christian Boy showed up in this movie, this movie's not that long. Mm-hmm. But every time Christian Boy showed up in this movie, I went, oh, right, you're in this movie. Yeah. Like I felt like he had little to no yeah. effect on me. I mean, he does at the end with the daughter and what she does and all that. But yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, eventually his beans get spilled that he stole some money from his dad who runs another church and he's pretending to be a part of this church because he still believes in God and that people might need help and, like, he thinks it's no coincidence that he showed up mm-hmm. to Brendan Fraser's apartment on the day that he was about to die kind of a thing, which is also a scene where Brendan Fraser made him read a, a paper to him because he's an English professor. You find out later that it was his daughter's paper from when she was like eight. Do you find out later? Eighth grade, yeah. Or do you hear it immediately and you as a reasonable adult go, okay, his daughter wrote that paper about no, Moby Dick. Oh, immediately. I was like, all right, yeah. this is the paper his daughter wrote about Moby Dick. Because at that point, you don't even know he has a daughter. It's like way, way before that. I've seen a trailer for this movie. Oh, okay. I didn't watch any of the trailers. No, no. Gotcha. But anyways, um, yeah, so anyways, uh, yeah, but he basically he's like spending some time with his daughter because his daughter's coming around, even though she's not really supposed to. And uh, yeah, she's a little awful, insufferable. She's depressed. Not hates a little. Everybody. She is. She's awful. I hate her. Yeah, and um, he obviously you know sees the world in her because he's a big old softy. And I don't mean that. Fizz. I meant that. But anyways, um, and so yeah, he's, he's, he's his whole mission over the next you know, like week is like, I've saved up $120,000 for you. It's yours. Also, I love you and you're fantastic. And uh, I want you to just write. Yeah. Also, he's dying. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know if we covered that, yeah. but yeah, he's his nurse friend tells him, you're going to be dead by the weekend yeah. if you don't go to a hospital. He goes, what, and get a bill for $10,000 that I can't yeah. afford? And it turns out he's got hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars. That's another dramatic money. moment um, where, yeah, that slips to his friend, and his friend is just like, oh, my God, this whole time he could have been getting medical care. This whole time, you know, there was a point where I was walking to and from the grocery store because my car broke down, and you didn't even help me out with that kind of a thing. And he's like, I offered, but you wouldn't take it. And she's like, because I thought you were fucking broke, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and all kinds of stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, eventually, uh, there's also a point in the beginning where she, like, his daughter is being kind of mean to him, in my opinion. And she's like, get up and walk to me right now. Yeah. And he can't, because he can't. And, uh, then at the end, he forces himself to. And that was a time where I was like, damn, Brendan, go get it. Because I guess I just like Brendan Fraser. I like, oh, yeah, I, I like, him. I like yeah, the yeah. whale. I like the whale. Um, it's just I don't like the movie surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, did I miss anything really? Um, when oh, there's all the stuff with the the, the 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 daughter being into the Christian boy. They have like a little budding romance. Do he they? Can, yeah, I don't think they do. That's the whole point. She likes him. I read it the exact opposite way. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, I uh, I what I what I read it as is she is evil. Yeah. And he's telling her all of these things, and mm. she keeps taking pictures of him. Yeah. Taking pictures of him smoking pot and records him saying all the stuff that he did. Yeah. And she sends it to his family. Yeah, she does. Because she's trying to just fuck him over. Yeah. She because is. she thinks those two he, things aren't mutually exclusive. You can have a romantic interest in somebody and also be a bad person who hurts people. Yeah, but I think you can just be a bad person that hurts people. <laughs> I think to be. I think. I, I think you're attributing like a good or like an altruistic thing to liking somebody. You know what I mean? It's not like a good to have a crush on somebody. She can have a crush and also be a dick. Yeah, but that's not being a dick. That's going out of your way to actually hurt somebody. <laughs> yes. And so I don't think you well, would she does. do that to somebody you have a crush on. Well, how come she hurts her dad and she loves her dad, obviously, or else she wouldn't be crying over him being abandoned. I mean, that's just the complexity of a human being. Does she cry over him being abandoned? Her being abandoned, yes. She oh, she cries. Yeah. I, no, I think, she, I think that's her crying for herself. I think she fully hates this man. Okay. And yeah, like that's it's what really got me about the end is yeah, she sends all that stuff to his family. Yeah. Uh because I think she is trying to hurt him nothing more, nothing mm-hmm. less. And he goes, "Oh, it turns out my family's super on board and it's just money and they want me to come home." Yeah. And Brendan Fraser's like, "Cool." And he goes, "But before I go, I got to get you to not be gay cuz maybe God won't kill you if you're straight." And when he's dying and his uh, nurse friend is trying to talk to him and he's like she helped him she's like what and, he goes, and that's when he goes people are amazing aren't yeah. they and I was like no I don't I don't get that feeling of like I didn't that part didn't make me uh, tear up because I didn't think oh no I agree that no I don't agree with, yeah I don't I don't disagree with you yeah I was just like oh no this yeah. isn't like a, a beautiful oh people are mm-hmm. wonderful moment in a movie I'm like oh no this man is has been delusional this whole movie <laughs> and now he is dying and is yeah. extra delusional yeah. yeah and that's the whale pretty much yeah, and his daughter, his daughter shows up at the end, and he goes, "Read this, read this paper that you wrote. It's a missing paper." <laughs> yeah, because she, she, we should also mention that she failed. She was a uh, she. She asked her dad to write her paper for her for class, or whatever, and uh, he didn't. He just gave her the paper that he wrote. She wrote in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and so she turned that in as like a senior and failed. Obviously, obviously, yes. Yeah. And uh, so this man's a menace. Yeah, and she's reading it, and he gets up to go walk to her, and while she's reading it and he goes Ugh, and his feet lift off the ground and yeah. he 
in goes my mind, heaven? explodes okay. and goes to heaven yeah. or is just thinking about the time that they were at the beach. Yeah. And then the whale is finito. That's about all I've got, though. I mean, I, I don't have the heart to give it anything less because of uh, how much I like Brendan Fraser in it. It's good to see him back, and he did a great job. I'm giving it a D plus. I'm going to give it a D plus as well, yeah. All right. Easy enough. Um, what the f- f- are we going to watch next week? I'm on that big DL kick. Watch him fire walk with me next week. Uh, because me. we have the opportunity to see it at the, the Historic Howl Theater. Absolutely. On my birthday. The day before. On David Lynch's birthday. <laughs> we could see it on my birthday, but I'm busy. Um, I think that's the only time it's shown. Or no, 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 no. There is. There is. Right, right. And it then what been, else are we going to watch? I've been just fucking so sick of my mom. Huh? So just shit me out a day earlier so I could have this. Chris, how, push, cool would mom, it be? how cool would it have been if I had the same birthday as David Lynch? It's pretty cool. Right now I got Rasputin, which yeah. I guess is pretty cool, pretty but cool. it would have been way cooler if it was the old DL. Yeah. And then what else are we watching? I don't know. That was my pick. Okay. Do you want to do the Fable ones? Is my pick. Yeah, we can do the Fablemans for sure. Right. I'd love to. Then there we go. Next week is going to be Firewalk with me and the Fablemans. Oh, it's a double d- dose of David Lynch. David Lynch is in the Fablemans. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? He's got an eye patch. He's an well, actor in the Fablemans. Everybody. I'm so excited. Have a great day. Just kidding. That's not how I sign off. That's do it, do yeah. it as do it as David Lynch said. All right. Um. Uh, and that's that mattress man. That's good. That's great. If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time, 